We're going to go straight into the Word. I want you to go with me to Romans 5, verse 12 to 21. This is a, probably the most sacred day of the Christian calendar. So we're going to read from Romans 5, verse 12 to 21. Help me now, Holy Ghost. To bring forth the weightiness of these words in this passage of Scripture. And let us have ears to hear, Lord, what you have said here as a reminder of the wonderful benefits and life we have in Christ Jesus. Verse 12, therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men because all sinned. Verse 13, for until the law, sin was in the world. But sin was not imputed when there is no law. What does that mean? Well, from Adam to Moses, sin was already in the earth, but there was no law yet. Nevertheless, death reigned, the Bible says in verse 14, from Adam to Moses, and even over those who had not sinned according to the likeness of the transgression of Adam, who is a type of him who was to come. Verse 15, but the free gift is not like the offense. For if by the one man's offense many died, much more the grace of God and the gift by the grace of the one man Jesus Christ abounded to many. Verse 16, And the gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned. For the judgment which came from one offense resulted in condemnation. Remember that word. But the free gift which came from many offenses resulted in justification. But the free gift which came from many offenses resulted in justification. We unfortunately don't have time to unpack that, but I want you to grasp the free gift, the free gift which brought justification. Verse 17, for if by one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. Let's read that again. For if by one man's offense, Adam, death reigned through the one much more. How much is much more? 
much more. Much more. The more you repeat it, the much more it becomes. Much more. Those who receive abundance of grace, not a little bit, not a little bit. Your heavenly Father is a God of abundance. Abundance of grace. That puts us to a place where there can be no condemnation. And the gift of righteousness will reign in life. It's a gift. It's a gift to you and I. Will reign in life through one, Jesus Christ. Therefore, as though one... Oh, sorry, through one man's offense, judgment came to all men, resulting in condemnation. Mentions it again. Remember condemnation. Even so, through one man's righteous act, the free gift came to all men, resulting in justification of life. Meaning, just as though we had never sinned. Therefore, as through one man's offense, Adam, judgment came to all men, resulting in condemnation, even so, through one man's righteous act, the free gift came to all men, resulting in justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so also by one man's obedience many will be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, Grace abounded much more. What does that mean, family? It simply means when the enemy tries to bring great temptation, which is common to all men, when sin is all around you, God gives a grace so you don't have to sin. There is a grace in our lives. We don't have to sin. Now, if you made a mistake, the blood washes you. Don't get into condemnation. But understand this morning, I couldn't help myself. That is a lie. That is the flesh talking. That is not the recreated spirit in Christ Jesus. Okay? So the Bible says, we listen to the Bible, not man's opinion. Okay? Moreover, the law entered that offense might abound so God could show man, you can't do this. I have to do it. And I'm going to do it. And now I have done it. Okay? Abounded. But where sin abounded, grace abounded much more. Verse 21. So that as sin reigned in death, even so, grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. I want to just 
I'm just being prompted to look at another scripture here. Um, yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Spirit of God. So that as sin reigned in death, even so, grace might reign. Grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. In John 1, John chapter 1, verse 14, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among men. That's what the Bible says. And we beheld His glory. And then the Bible says, look, go to your Bible, or put it up on the screen, as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Who introduced grace? Christ Jesus. Not to sin, to keep you from sin. I said not to sin, but to keep you from sin. The Bible says in John, and sometimes we as the believers, we play in mud puddles instead of getting into the ocean of God's Word. Do you understand what I'm saying? You still get wet, but not nearly to the extent of the ocean. And I want you to see something this morning. We live our salvation so often on the opinions of man and not the gospel, of acknowledgement by man rather than being approved of God. Can you see? It doesn't matter how long we've served the Lord. These kind of passages of Scripture tell us about our faith of who Christ really is it's got very little to do with feeling. It's got to do with the reality of truth. Come on, family. Today is about truth. Because there's lies that Christ never went to the cross. We know that the religious leaders of the day paid people to say, they stole his body. Can you imagine those people, those nonas, have now woken up a long time ago to the reality of a risen Christ and a real hell? Wow. The very essence, in other words, the intrinsic value of God's love, because that's what today is about. The cross is real. We never to forget the cross. We don't live there anymore. We now live in the act of God's love, putting Jesus on the cross. So we need to come as a body of believers, as the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
we need to come to a reality of the magnitude of this free gift of salvation, which is the title of the message, if you're looking for a title. The free gift of salvation. But to understand the love of God. Because what happens in marriage, and we're the bride of Christ, is if mistrust gets in, relationship gets broken down. Now, legally, you may still be married, but there's no fellowship because of mistrust. I think it was this past week. Yes, it was this past week. I sat next to my blonde because I insist she sits near me so I can look at her. Amen. Because the Bible says, a man who finds a wife finds a good thing. So I want to look at this good thing that is mine. Come on. Come on. Amen. Huh? I don't know if I heard that. That's true. <laughs> so, when we fail to grasp today as an act of love and the horrificness of the cross can never be underestimated but we're not there anymore we've received that gift the father doesn't want us to think on the past he wants us now to live in his gift of love that caused that whole horrific act to come about so that sin could be dealt with once and for all. And the sin I'm talking about this morning is the sin of separation. So we're no longer there. And so this free gift of salvation gives us fellowship with the Father. Gives us fellowship with the Father. Now let me tell you, when love, when you encounter the love of God, not religion, not your perception or your opinion of who Christ is, what He's become for you, it changes your life. When people came to me, when the first one that I think came to me was my eldest brother, and he said to me, he said, Jesus loves you, that was like saying, let's go to spa and get a Coke. It meant absolutely nothing to me. But the seed was sown. Little did I realize. And it took many years. But one day, that love got my attention. Now, it's important that I share this with you. And I don't want you, if you were a broken man, woman, child, I don't want you to get into condemnation, but I was not broken. I didn't need Jesus. I was doing very well in my job, etc., etc. But you can't walk away from true love. Because in your heart, it's like a donut. And nothing fills that hole in your heart, but God's love. 
He says so in his word. He doesn't talk about a donut. He talks about the place in your heart that he has made at creation to ensure that you have the capacity when he puts that love there, because man cannot do that. When he puts that, pours that love there by the Holy Ghost, it's there. And now it begins to grow. But it won't grow in opposition to you. You have to be in agreement because you're a son. Because you're a son. Because you're a son and a daughter. So you have to be in agreement. The potential to fully enjoy God's love. Come on, family. Of the free gift of salvation is held in Romans 5.5. You know the scripture. The love of God, because of time I'm going to move on. The love of God, please go there or put it up there and we can read it quickly. Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. So I want to talk a little bit about this love. As some of you may know the word, it's called agape, love, that love. But what I would like us to do this morning is spend a little time feasting on the word love. So here we go. It's an undefeatable love. I want you to think about that. There's never going to be a time where anybody, anything, or the devil can defeat the love of God. Now you might sit there and say, that's the obvious. Well, when you listen to people's voices and what they say, they don't believe it's undefeatable. It's benevolent. It goes further and means unconquerable. You cannot conquer God's love. Nobody in the earth, no created being can conquer his love. This is the love that he has for you. And that love leads to the good will for man. Think about that. If we do nothing else, let's think about that. And so what this does is it demonstrates the sovereignty of God's salvation for mankind in the earth. Love demonstrates that. Not your stinking big car. Sorry, I just want to be a bit expressive. I have a big car. That's got nothing to do with this subject. Your faith is not how much wealth you have. Read the scriptures. It says, For the man who built many silos to store his wealth, the Bible says, You fool this night. Your soul is required of you. So those blessings come 
because of his love, because of the price of Jesus Christ. So think about this, family. I said to my wife, when I meditate on these things, if it weren't for the grace of God, I'd probably quit because I think, Lord, I don't know how to walk this. So if I do nothing else but to develop my faith, to understand His love, which will cause my faith to work in His Word. Do you hear, family? This gospel is so powerful, yet so simple. That's why religion gets up my nose. God's love always seeks the best for everyone. Think about that. Think about things that may have gone a bit haywire this week in your life. Maybe somebody spoke to you. I had a client drive me close to lynching him. No, I wasn't that close, but I thought I'll just say how. And I actually had to tell Carol, I can't phone him because I'm going to lose it. Know your boundaries. I said, tell him. Tell him. You can tell him. Come on, family. Because God says with every temptation, he makes a way of escape. Carol was my way of escape. <laughs> Come on, I'm trying to get this man saved. I blow it there, I'm done. Right? What it shows me is I've got to learn more of this. Because listen to this. God always seeks the highest good for the other person no matter what they have done. It's a self-giving. Let me say that again. It's a self-giving. In other words, the motivation comes from within the love of God that is spread in your heart. Self-giving means you're not benefiting. I said self-giving means you're not benefiting directly by this action. But God's watching. Not from a condemnation point of view, from a place of causing the blessing to flow because of obedience to his word. Come on. Look at this. Not asking anything in return. When is the church going to get there? If every believer would listen to God when he speaks, there will be no lack in the body of Christ. There is lack because somebody 
which is most of them, us, don't listen. We reason. Why would that be? I don't even know the person. Let me read it again. It's self-giving love. Freely, not asking anything in return. And perhaps most important, it never considers the value of the recipient of the love. So in other words, from a hobo to a CEO, from a prostitute to a queen, it never considers the value of the recipient. Well, they just are like this all the time, so I'm not helping them. Imagine if God did that to us. Well, I don't do what they do. No, you probably do worse. When you have, when you speak about people, you're speaking against Christ. That's a horrific thought for me. When you consider their worth against yourself, we are no different to the Sanhedrin. Because that's what they did. Can you see if the body of Christ would get the message of God's true love, our kingdom that we live in on the earth in Christ would look so very different. People will go out with other people and they'll wait Instead of paying, my daughter in America says, with our friends that are around us, they say, she often says, it's a blessing to be with you and the pastors, because what they do is, they always try to outgive one another. So if you don't wake up quickly, they've gone to the front of the desk, it's happened many times, they go to the front of the desk and they pay the meal, and you're not even finished eating, they say, here's my card. Now they're not trying to get something. Do you understand what I'm saying? They're not trying to get something. Come on, family. And that's a material thing. But what if it was something else? Not asking anything in return. Not considering, this to me is a huge thing. Not considering the worth of its recipient. Believers need to develop their faith in God's love, to understand the intrinsic value of love. Let me show you. Love is like a compass. People come to me often and say, I'm not quite sure what God's saying. But the Bible says you can be sure. Now, the Word of God is full of love. I don't know if you know that. That's why he talks about the spirit, not letter. So the love of God is our compass. Why? Because love makes faith work. Faith grows through the word, but it works by love. So you acquire faith through the word of God, but the love motivates faith. 
So that's why people don't step out in faith for those two reasons. One, they don't read the word until faith comes. Two, they don't love God sufficiently to put their lives at risk and trust him. Because he's never going to let us down. Ask Peter. Even in his doubt, he was taken back to a safe place. God's not going to say, well, you little nonna, look what you did. What do you think? What, what, I must help you now? He will never do that. He's your father in heaven. He will never do that. He's trying to encourage us to get further down the road. So believers need to develop their faith in this area. If you could take 2023 and meditate on the love of God, because God is love. If you just meditate on the love of God, it's intrinsic value. It's, it's such a revelation. Every time I do this, I find direction for my life more clearly. In other words, there's areas that the Lord may be speaking to me about, but as I meditate on His everlasting life, love, what happens is a confidence arises that there's no ways... My father's trying to put me at a disadvantage and see how strong I am because it would contradict his word. Because he says in his word, when I am weak, Paul says, then I'm strong. Can you see? That doesn't mean I'm physically weak. That doesn't mean I'm an imbecile. That doesn't mean I don't understand what's going on. It doesn't mean any of that. It simply means I have learned how to yield to the Holy Ghost in all things, in all things. So Christ's anointings, anointing work on the cross was the final blow to sin. That doesn't mean sin isn't in the earth. That doesn't mean sin, people aren't sinning. But think about this, in, and we got sidetracked somewhere. I thought I was going to 1 John. And the Bible says if you are born of God, seed, you cannot sin. But try that one. How much faith do you have in that? Come on, family. These are the truths that are intended to set us free. So we don't live in a religious way. We live in a God who loves us. We live in a Christ who gave his life for us. No, we don't understand how we in him. We don't have to. We take it by faith. And he says, and I'm in you. Think about that. Think about that. It's just, for me, it's just absolutely amazing. So condemnation. Where the vast majority of Christians live at different times of their life. And you can go in and out of condemnation many times in a week, many times in a day. But what I want you to see this morning is it doesn't exist in salvation. 
So in our minds it exists. But we are supposed to pull down strongholds. Aren't we? By faith we pull down those strongholds. We pull down those vain imaginations that seek to exalt themselves against the knowledge of God. The knowledge of God says there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Amen? Amen. And if you want to know how to walk according to the Spirit, read Romans 8, verse 1 to about 11. Can you see this? So many believers are bound by condemnation. Responding to God's love through a paradigm of restriction, which leads them to a place of self-justification. That's where religion is birthed. Where we start to feel we have to justify ourselves to God. We don't have to justify ourselves. We have to love God. There's a huge difference in those two words. We love God. We don't try and justify ourselves. He says our good works are as filthy rags, not meaning that we're not to work the works of Christ, but to allow the Word to work for us, through us, in us. We are simply the Bible calls us in 1 Corinthians 2, verse 7 or uh, 3, 7. It says, we are an earthen vessel with this treasure of the mighty working power of God. An earthen vessel, meaning, meaning fragile, meaning easily, easily breakable. God knew that. And still... He puts his love in our lives. And still, he gives us joint air status with Christ. And still, he says, work the works of Christ in the earth. I'll be with you, even to the end of the world. Amen. Amen. So, the shed blood of Jesus transitioned us out of condemnation. I want you to hear this this morning, to justification. If you are justified, you see, if you walk in the truth, there's no condemnation. There's no condemnation. If you walk in the truth. Now, you are not any longer under condemnation. In case you don't know what condemnation means, it means to punish. So instead of us looking for fellowship with God. We start looking for reasons that things are going wrong because I didn't listen to God. Now there's a truth in there, but not if it's coming out of a heart of unbelief. Obviously, if you're walking in an obedience to God, in the love of God, you shouldn't even have that problem. It shouldn't go there. You should never go there. But if you did mistake, make a mistake, then repent. Immediately, because the blood of God washes away the sin. And so what happens then, church? We just continue to walk 
from glory to glory to glory. So we can speak about walking from glory to glory, or we can really live it. God bless you.